0: This is Our People and Mother Earth on KWSO. Warm Springs Fire Management manages fire and fuel strategies on the Warm Springs Reservation. Thomas Medina is a longtime employee at fire management and is currently serving as a fuels monitor.
1: Yeah, we uh, we do quite a bit in the forest aspect of it. We do projects and uh, I do project assessment. I'll go out and I'll do a transit line and uh, I count sticks basically, you know, I, I get the duff layer, I count stick, and then I'll, I'll figure out what the fuel loading is there for that specific project and we'll either decrease it by using mechanical or, uh, you know, we'll use crews with chainsaws and stuff. Uh, our goal is to decrease the, the fuel loading and to create that buffer zone for wildfire. So wildfire doesn't, you know, it stays on the ground and doesn't get in the canopies. That's one of our goals. It does include a slash that's laying around. It it includes uh, the brush, you know. uh, We call those like ladder fuels. The fire uses that to get in the canopy. So we're trying to decrease that and uh, that fuel loading. And that's a part of my job to go out and uh, figure out what that that fuel loading is. And I report back to the, the fuels planner and he'll do a project there. And then we'll do a post inspection out there and then we'll see how that project did and uh, we're either going to put fire on the ground to decrease it more or we're going to leave it as is and uh, move on but keep it maintained in in the future there's projects that have been planned they plan these projects and then uh, we've had projects in the past planned and uh, those actually need to to be uh, gone through and inspected to make sure that uh, you know, it's it's staying the way that we we want it to stay. And if not, then we need to plan another project to to get it back to way it should. I work really close with the the planner that's doing these projects, and he's my boss. And he he lets me know, hey, you, you need to go out and take a look at this before we uh, we get this project rolling. That way, uh, we know what what to take and what not to take, and create that that buffer. That we need there for instance i I went out yesterday we have a project plan for the Metolius bench area we're gonna uh, put fire on the ground and and uh, get that forest looking the way it should and uh, i did some fuel moistures and the fuel moistures are still in the teens so with that rain that came through it did some good but it didn't do anything that is going to help so I mean, it's still really dry out there. We need some moisture big time.
0: Tony Holiday has been working at Warm Springs Fire Management for a long time. He has recently taken on a new role as the Assistant Fire Management Officer at Logistics. He oversees the warehouse, dispatch, fleet, and fire prevention sections at fire management.
2: I accepted the job this year as the AFMO of Logistics, so it's a, it was a whole new learning experience for me. So I can't really compare it to previous years and how it was. But mentally, this year, when we had the 503 fire, um, the Mill fire, and the Rattlesnake fire, um, I was mentally drained. And normally, normally that doesn't happen to me. It's it's a different world for me, logistics and actually being out on the fire line. For me on the front lines, I, I don't get out there like I used to. So mainly the logistics section is... Kind of like behind the scenes, our warehouse is supplying all the equipment that the firefighters actually need. The dispatch section is keeping track of all the fires that are going, sending crews here, sending engines there. So it's a totally different, totally different world for me. So uh, normally we'll, uh, Trey and the operations folks will determine if, uh, like, our hotshot crew is available, our fire use module or a fuels crew, if they're available, then they'll let dispatch know. Dispatch calls the coordination center and lets them know, says, hey, we have a hotshot crew available. We have three engines or whatever. And then from that point, the coordination center will determine where they're going to be sent to. Through fire management, a lot of people don't understand there's all kinds of different sections within fire. I think a lot of people like see it on TV. They get pictures of the engines racing to a fire, squirting water from their hose. Um, but there's all these little entities that people understand, like there's a smoke jumpers that jump out of a plane. Um, there's a hotshot crews that travel and will hike into fires and just stay out on the fire line for long periods of, at a time. We got a type 2 crews, which is like a, the lower level to a hotshot crew where they won't go into the more dangerous situations. They got Hell Attack, they have helicopter crews that fly out. They'll deliver supplies or they'll drop firefighters off to a fire. Repellers, they'll they'll throw the ropes out of a helicopter, they'll repel to the ground and hike to a fire. So there's there's numerous different avenues in fire that people can, can pursue. Camp crews, we get a lot of camp crews out. Here locally, they've been they've been pretty busy for the last couple of months. So that's a good source for some of the tribal members to make some income. Um, They all go through training. They have to do a walk test. Before we send them out, we UA everybody. We do their paperwork and ensure they're good to go. And we've been trying to put our foot down and like, uh, you know, lecture them, make sure you're helping each other out, stay out of trouble. And the more you do that, the more we can get you guys out.
0: Trey Leonard is the fire management officer or FMO at Warm Springs Fire Management. He speaks briefly about what he oversees.
3: So basically I'm the department head of Wild Wildland Fire here on Warm Springs, you know, overseeing 112 employees um, at the peak season for fire management. That includes, you know, all our suppression resources, logistical staff, fuels program, and then we have a finance program. Um, that's ran by Theresa Morris, who's actually on year forty this year at working at fire management, and she's actually going to retire this year in December. So it's it's 112 people at the peak part of the season. You know we're we're talking August, September. You know when, when fire seasons at the peak. From a structure standpoint, organizational structure standpoint, fire management is actually part of forestry. So when we start talking about natural resources, you know, my immediate supervisor is Vernon Wolfe, who is the forest manager. And then he reports to uh, Robert Bruno, who is the GM for natural resources. So that interaction between fire and forestry is, we're just part of forestry, um, you know, equal to maybe like timber sales or development or you know, some of those other sections within forestry. We just have a, a, a lot more employees at fire management.
0: Like all other areas within the Natural Resources Branch, Trey has seen dramatic changes brought on by climate change.
3: Climate change has changed fire in a perspective where, the you know, 15, 20 years ago, fire season used to be probably mid-July to middle of September just like this year, you know, we got large fires in June. So we're looking probably a month and a half on both sides of the, what we would call the normal fire season from 15 years ago. So we're looking at June to October of of, uh, fire season going on right now. And then in some geographical areas, we have fire season year round, like California, you know the Southwest states, um, Oklahoma. So, so there's some areas that how climate change has impacted, uh, you know, environment. Not necessarily, and this is the thing is not necessarily in in a negative way. I think it's Mother Nature's trying to say, hey, you know, we need to clean some of this areas up and. Make sure we, we keep it that way.
0: The branch of natural resources is currently soliciting input from tribal members and residents of the Warm Springs Indian Reservation for the revision of the Integrated Resources Management Plan. They are looking to document the community's priorities, preferences, and concerns regarding the management of the tribe's natural resources, and this includes fire management on the reservation.
3: They do have a section within IRMP that uh, you know discusses fire. Uh, wildland fire. And when we start talking about planned events, which is projects or prescribed fire, that's the kind of stuff that we weigh in on. So we, you know, we have data, we analyze data, the dryness of fuels and stuff like that. So from our standpoint, we we kind of set standards where we feel like this is the amount of fuel that needs to be on the ground. Um, if it's the surface fuels or the ground fuels uh, for each management area within well each management uh, uh, when we start talking about species ponderosa pine mixed conifer you know so this is how much shrubs are supposed to be there from a historical standpoint so we we use our professional opinions and data and historical data about you know this is what's supposed to be here and some of the times we we look at pre-european settlement how was this you know in the past what was our ancestors doing so we kind of do a little investigation about what the past is telling us and painting a picture for us. So we have to get back into those same conditions and same compositions, you know, that that was back then.
0: Trey talks about the intent and purpose of the projects fire management works on and elaborates on how climate change impacts all of the planning and work that they do.
3: From a project standpoint or a planned event, and that's kind of the language you use in fire management, is an unplanned and a planned event. Unplanned event being a wildfire a planned event being any project that is planned by fire management if it's through prevention or fuels or operations. So you know um, the planned events is something that we feel is critical from the standpoint of remembering who our customers are in fire management which is the tribal membership here in Warren Springs. So we want to make sure that uh, what we're doing because there's an estimated 5,200 vested people within these, you know, with this, uh, within this trust asset, what we call, you know, natural resources. So I think it's something that we have to go out and, and remember what our ancestors, ancestors did for us and what they practice and making sure that, you know, we kind of use that same concept to the point where they were actually throwing fire on the ridgetops right before the first cold front would come in during the fall time. And they would allow that fire to just go from the top down, and then the rain would come in behind it and put it out. That's kind of how they manage their forest, and they manage their forest really well for you know their needs back then, if it was food, shelter, all that kind of stuff. And then just cleaning up the forest. I think that was, that was kind of nice. But uh, the expectations that we've been hearing from some of the uh, other subject matter experts in climatology is... The climate change that's happening right now is probably 30 to 40 more years of this climate, which would be, you know, looking at drought conditions, drought-stressed trees, you know, um, some of the issues that we're having in the tributaries. As you can tell in Central Oregon, we've been having, uh, in the agriculture world, they're not farming anymore because there's no water. So we're looking at these reservoirs and some of these residential wells that are starting to dry up. I mean, that's a concern from a climate change standpoint. Now, how does that impact each resource and natural resource? You know, that's something I think people are starting to try to get a better understanding of it right now, of how that may impact us and how do we got to go and come up with these mitigation measures to kind of maybe offset what's going on today. So that's something that we're trying to create right now is a... a, a strategy for the next 30 to 40 years. How are we going to help and mitigate um, some of the things that are going on today? And the longer fire seasons, too. So it's not just a plan, it's the unplanned events we got to worry about, too, which is wildfire.
0: Thomas Medina is a fuels monitor at Warm Springs Fire Management. Medina explains what he is looking for when he is out in the field on the reservation.
1: Wherever we have a planned project, that's where I'm at. And I do uh, some studies, and I, I uh, input them. After I input all the, the data, you know, that's that's going to give us what, what we're looking for. Did we meet our goal, or you know, do we need? Does it need more work? And uh, what kind of work does it need? Does it just need maintenance over the course of a, a couple years, or you know, is it going to need a whole another planning section for that area? What we're trying to do is to get our forest back into a state where the fire doesn't always go up in the canopy. You know, it stays on the ground so we could fight it easier and uh, it doesn't uh, kill our trees, you know, the mortality of our trees. You know, some trees are going to get burned, yeah, but a a lot of the trees don't, you know, when we treat these areas.
0: Fire management's FMO Trey Leonard discusses how comprehensive collaboration has been very beneficial.
3: When we do a project and we're planning for a project, you know, we go through a uh, through the project interdisciplinary management team. So, you know, there's so there's comments from all the other disciplines within natural resources. So and then I think today I think the thing that is, is, is working wonderful is the collaboration. We're starting to with the natural resources, work together on projects. So we're getting multiple objectives completed, not only from a fire standpoint, but maybe from a wildlife standpoint, from a uh, fishery standpoint to a water quality standpoint. So, you know, and also being able to leverage your dollars that way also. So not just one program is paying for that whole project. You're actually getting multiple objectives completed at one time. All of this is kind of a domino effect, which can help each other out. And I think that's the big part about natural resources, the collaboration that is occurring right now.
0: Fire Management's AFMO Logistics, Tony Holliday, touches on a few important things that community members can do to be a part of keeping people, property, and resources in Warm Springs safer.
2: I'd like to uh, encourage the community members to get out. I know it's kind of late in the year now, but when spring green-up starts, we always encourage the homeowners to get out, cut your weeds, move things away from the home. A lot of there's a few people that will do it, but we have a majority of people that just don't think a wildfire is going to come towards their home until they see smoke in the air and then they're worried and we start getting swamped with phone calls and hey, can you come help do this, do that? And at that point, it's almost kind of too late for us because we're out and the suppression resources are out trying to stop the fire. So we encourage community members to get out, and that helps our firefighters. If we don't have to worry about that home, they can concentrate their efforts on stopping the fire elsewhere. So that that's a big safety concern for fire, too, firefighters, because it helps us. They go out and do home evaluations and ensure, well, hopefully people are getting out and kind of doing the defensible space. And like I said, that reduces one thing the firefighters have to worry about, and It all comes down to safety because, I mean, if we all do it, it would be a lot safer for our homes and our families out there. And, you know, we all know we know somebody or we have family members working in fire management. It's it's a large program. So I I would encourage the community members once uh, we start warming up, um, getting out there, having your kids, get your kids involved, get your grandkids involved, you know, get out and cut your weeds, limb your trees up, and make our uh, reservation fire safe. We do. There is a there is a program called We Tip, and if you see somebody starting fires intentionally, you can call this number. I mean, clear. You won't. They'll refer to you. They'll give you a number. They'll call that number, and you won't. No names will be over the phone or over the radio or anything. And we've had problems with people witnessing people start fires, but they were scared to say who they were because of retaliation. So, uh, we just want to reiterate. If you do see somebody starting fires, you can call them in, you'll be anonymous, and you can re- receive an award up to $10,000. It's called We-tip. Yeah, We Tip. Yeah, we did have a problem with structure fires, arson fires, but for the most part, this season, arson
0: fires in the wildland fields were. Fairly low
2: compared to previous years, so
0: thank you to Warm Springs Fire Management staff Tony Holiday, Assistant Fire Management Officer Logistics, Trey Leonard, Fire Management Officer, and Thomas Medina, Fuels Monitor. The Branch of Natural Resources is currently seeking community input for the revision of the Warm Springs Integrated Resource Management Plan, or IRMP. There's an online survey you can complete that is posted on the KWSO website. I'm Liz Smith reporting for Our People and Mother Earth on 91.9 FM KWSO.